0: more stimulating
1: thank you for being a friend travel down a road and back again your heart is true you're a pal and a confidant not good morning good
2: I am Deb career, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses, and I am back in the ever-popular studio in Atlanta, but I had so much fun last week because I was in Denver, and I got to go into the studio in Denver. Woohoo! You know, I love that I do this remotely, but it was very cool to see the boss man and the studio and, you know, all of those good things in Colorado so my guest missed out on that but my guest last week had a great time but today's guest oh are we gonna have fun and we are gonna learn so much I was introduced by her fabulous Gina Carr and of course Gina only knows terrific people and when she introduced us I thought okay he's going to be fabulous then I started reading up on him and I'm thinking oh better buckle up and hang on because this is so much fun so welcome Craig
3: Good morning. How are you?
2: Great, great. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you here. So Craig is a professional speaker and trainer who specializes in showing people and organizations how to use the negativity around us to be much more productive. Often, people ask Craig questions he has no answers for. So instead of just making stuff up like lots of people do and bluffing through the answer, Craig started his own podcast... Experts to answer for him. He lives in Houston with his wife and two pugs, snapping pictures, recording podcasts, writing books, and occasionally traveling outside to various speaking engagements across the country. So, welcome, Craig.
3: Thank you very much. It's a it's a cold morning here in Houston, so I'm my teeth chatter. I apologize. Yeah,
2: it's a little nippy here in Atlanta, and we, you know, as I mentioned, we were just in uh, Denver last week, and I went to one of my absolute most favorite things. World, We went to a, a several CU football games, Go Buffs, and at kickoff time on Saturday night, it was 23 degrees. So I think my teeth are still chattering, so we'll just chatter our way through this and have a great time.
3: Well, I, I love CU because uh, they're the Buffaloes,
2: Yes,
0: and yes. their
3: mascot is Chip, the Buffalo Chip.
0: Right. So uh,
3: I think it could be the only poop-based mascot that exists out there
2: i know i know but but chip is is our human form of mascot we really do have ralphie who is a live buffalo and ralphie runs before every football game and it was very cool because she was able to run the even though it was cold and and a little snowy and damp you know it's there is nothing like seeing a 2500 pound
3: buffalo running to really get you going for a football game especially on the if you're on the opposite team
2: this is true, you know. She tends to clear some of those people out. You know, who needed that quarterback? <laughs> you know, <laughs> wait, wait. Well,
3: uh, go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for questions, and I, I'm excited to be here, and I really appreciate you having me on.
2: Well, and I understand from what I was uh, reading about you that you've also been or still are a stand-up comic, so that's why. Have so much fun with this.
3: Yeah, uh, previously I, I I was a stand up comic. <laughs> One it, of those
2: other incantations. So. Yeah, in
3: another life, years and, years and years and years ago.
2: Perfect. Well, you know we haven't really talked about podcasting. In fact, you know we've we've just briefly mentioned it. So that's why I'm so excited to have Craig on the program today, because it is something that I think many people really need to consider doing. So. Let's start, Craig, though, with just the basics. What the heck is a podcast, and why should somebody even consider doing it?
3: Well, there's a lot of people who abuse the term podcast, and so mm-hmm. they think anything that's audio that's on the web is a podcast. But, right. But actually, a podcast is something that it can be downloaded through an RSS feed, a really simple syndication mm-hmm. feed, mm-hmm. and that can be on demand. So if you are streaming live like we are right now right. at mm-hmm. this particular moment, we are not on a podcast correct if they take the audio and then they allow you to download it at a later time and mm-hmm. put in the rss feed so it's updated every week then that is a podcast
2: perfect well and and that's actually what we do you know every program that we do on mile high radio for any of the hosts is recorded and you know uh, you can they are all uh, you can listen to any of them by going to the website I also download them and have my own feeds. So, you know, we've kind of got, you know, a, a double-way to hit things here with with our podcasts.
3: Yeah, and it's a great way to disseminate content. And I, that's the main reason we, why you should have a podcast is because it allows you to be you and spread your information in the way that you most people are most comfortable by talking.
0: Right. Right.
2: So, you know, say we've actually convinced somebody, "Hey, I've I've got something that I need to tell the world." What equipment do they need? what software you know what are those basics that may stop so many people in their tracks because they think
3: i can 't do that well that 's where it gets weird because it 's so simple
1: mm-hmm. that
3: people sometimes don 't believe it 's that simple right mm-hmm. um, I know someone who uses their iPhone and all they do is they record they stick the iPhone up in your face because we 've done a podcast together, and they record <laughs> it they mm-hmm. record it on the iPhone and then just download the m p four I believe is mm-hmm. what um Apple iTunes makes it and mm-hmm. you can just upload that Un- right. unedited raw way mm-hmm. to go. That is a podcast. Mm-hmm. Then there's people like me who is a little bit more audiophile anal about their stuff. I-, I like mine to be as nice and sound nice as possible. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can invest in mixers. You can buy uh, editing software. You can get free editing software. There's mm-hmm. a garage band is free. Mm-hmm. Um, there's various things on there. You can get free music to, you know, lead in music. There's all kinds of different things you, you, that pretty much you can escalate it and make it as, as complicated or as easy as you'd like it to be. Mm
2: hmm. Well, and then there's various, uh, you know, you, you can obviously post it on your own website some things like that, but then there's other software platforms that are used. So I know you use, is it called Libsyn?
3: Libsyn, um, yes, very much. Right. They're, actually, this week's, uh, last week's podcast was with the social media manager for Libsyn. Cool. Libsyn is a fantastic host. Mm hmm. Um, they have a system where if you get one hit or one million hits, you're still paying the same amount. Uh Um, And if anyone knows about bandwidth and how much it costs, sometimes you can post something on there. Um, like You 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 host it on your own small website, Mm -hmm. and maybe you finally get that big get. You get Mm -hmm. somebody fantastic. Hugh Jackman is going to come and sing and dance Mm -hmm. and be fantastic, Mm -hmm. and you post up there and nine million people download it. Mm-hmm. Well, because of the bandwidth, you may get a $10,000 bill in the mail. Oy. But with Libsyn, mm-hmm. you just pay your $15.20 a month and, mm-hmm. and it's no matter how cuz they're set up just for podcasts and and they right. uh-huh. set up their feeds so you can easily submit them to iTunes. Mm-hmm. iTunes has some special requirements. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty much podcasting hosting for dummies. And again, you can make it as complicated or as easy as you want, but with Libsyn, they're fantastic.
2: Right. Well, and and I use Buzzsprout, which has a free and a paid version. Um, I obviously use it enough that I have the paid version, but, um, you know, same thing. It's unlimited bandwidth. You know, I pay, uh, they have an escalating structure, a fee structure. So if I really, really, really uploaded a ton of things, it could get slightly expensive. I mean, you know, it. it it would still be a very manageable cost. I think right now I pay a whole $10 a month. But, um, you know, and and what I like about it is exactly what you said about Libsyn. It doesn't matter how many people listen to it, and it uploads to iTunes. You know, I met all the qualifications that iTunes has to have a, a free podcast. So to me, that's just this whole credibility thing. You know, the, the second I can tell somebody, oh, I am on iTunes, it's just kind of
3: this instant credibility thing
2: and and it was free i mean buzzsprout took care of it for me so it really was a pretty simple process
3: and the back end for libsyn's so easy to use it's like posting a Mm -hmm. blog and in fact right you can Mm -hmm. do everything in that one spot and Mm -hmm. then hit send and it'll Mm -hmm. go out to your facebook to your twitter to Mm -hmm. your it'll actually go to your wordpress blog it'll Mm -hmm. go to your blogger blog it'll go everywhere you want it to go so you don't have to sit there and keep cutting and pasting Mm -hmm. and and rearranging and moving things around
2: Right. Mine, uh, Buzzsprout, you, uh, I don't quite have that ability, but that way, you know, I can post it when I want it and I can say what I want, you know, and and all those various things. So, you know, what we're, the the point we're, that both Craig and I are trying to make for people is, it's easy to do this, folks. You know, now I have, um, a hundred dollar microphone because I really wanted to make sure that I had good sound quality. But, you know, as, as Craig mentioned, an iPhone works. Your iPad would probably have a, a good enough, um, microphone. The headsets that people use for gaming that you can spend, you know, a whopping $19 for. Those all are great tools to be able to, to create a podcast.
3: Yeah, and I'm on a whopping expensive forty dollar microphone. Um, this is an actual <laughs> microphone I used to use when I did stand up. Uh, uh-huh. it's, it's so when you see it, it's a real microphone. It's got mm-hmm. XLR right. cables and it goes into a oh, very, cool. very small, very reasonably priced mixer that goes into a USB plug. Boom, I'm live. Cool,
2: nice. You know, and, and because Craig and I do this as a, a profession, that's why we spent you know a, a little bit more on it. But it really can be something that is is pretty simple. That said. If you're doing this for business, you need to make sure that it is good quality and that, you know, people aren't listening for a couple seconds and then thinking, Ugh, I can't hear it. I can't tell what they're saying. And and so they don't listen. So, you know, really make sure that what you're putting out there is good. And And so the best way to do that is to now check this out, folks. Listen to it yourself. Oh, you know, God, no. I know. I I don't oh. want to listen
3: to me. That's the whole oh. point of me talking yeah. So people yeah. don't have to listen to me and I don't have to listen to me.
2: And it's funny because we all sound very different. You know, that when we first started recording our own uh, voicemail messages, remember, with those boxes that attached to the phone and you said, hi, I'm Deb and I'm not here to take your call. And we played it back and we went, oh, my God, that's what I sound like. How come um, no one told me? I know. I, I know. sound like this. Yes, I'm. I'm like a chipmunk, um, you know. Or I'll put my radio voice on, and then. You, but you know, you you really do need to listen to the quality. So, you know, let's let's take that step back. And so, you're we're talking to business people. Why should they want to podcast, and why should they even consider it?
3: Well, the the internet is vast, and it's hard to be found and seen without creating content. Right. Um, if you just have a website and you just put it up there and you don't do anything. Mm-hmm. unless you pay buku bucks to get some SEO genius, which can change. You can still pay all that money, and then six months later, Google changes something, and you're gone. Um, you need to have content out there. Right. You need proof of your expertise. It's no mm-hmm. longer just uh, you just can't say, hey, look at me. You've got to say, hey, look at me. Stick around. I'm going to explain some things and, and mm-hmm. give away some free information. And so this builds credibility like nobody's business because I'm a speaker, so I need to prove to people, A, I can speak. Right and mm-hmm. B that my topic is of value mm-hmm. and I don't really speak on my topic on my podcast. My podcast is a is a wide variety show that every mm-hmm. week changes from drastically from orangutan rescue to FBI agents to podcasting to uh, movie reviews to mm-hmm. uh, uh, helping people promote books. So it's not really a way to show off my expertise, but it's a way to show off that I if they hire me I know what I'm doing I'm good on the fly. Mm-hmm. Um, But say you are a social media person like yourself.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Uh, That's a topic you can talk about endlessly, and and some people do. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can every week have something completely Mm -hmm. different, proving your knowledge, Mm -hmm. giving people value every week in a a very easy and palatable way, because we all at some point talk to another person.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, we do them, you and I do one that are, are longer. But it's, you know, a podcast can be five minutes long. So maybe it's, you know, a marketing person giving their marketing tip of the week. Or, you know, you you sell a product so you're talking about that product. You know, it can be something as simple as maybe you you own a restaurant so you're talking about your specials that week and mama's favorite recipe for turkey. You know, it's all these things that people can can enjoy listening to.
3: And I'm producing a podcast for a speaker. Uh, She's a political advocate. Mm -hmm. And what she does is she teaches associations how to get the ear of their representatives. And we're doing a a short seven-minute podcast on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. So it's not... It doesn't have to be long and drawn out. Actually, podcasts are great to allow yourself to get long and drawn out because I think a lot of people feel at the Internet you have to be, oh, two-minute videos and one-minute audios and Mm -hmm. all these little tiny snippets, when actually with podcasts... Because of their the the way they're designed and how people use them, longer actually works better. Right, mm-hmm. because
2: people are downloading them onto their iPhones, their you know Droids, their iPads, and you know a lot of times that's what they listen to when they're driving or when they're you know working out or all those various things. I have a lot of people that tell me that that you know they they download my program and they listen to it as they're walking their dog and and things like that.
3: Yeah and I have a lot of folks in New York who listen to it when they're on the subway. Um mm-hmm. it's it, that's why I prefer it over video. I mean YouTube right. is great and video is mm-hmm. great and and what I'm talking when I talk about podcasting that is just a piece of the puzzle. It is not a fix all one thing. Mm-hmm. It is part of your overall marketing campaign. But with a, audio they can take it anywhere. Video you have to sit down and watch. You mm-hmm. can't just drive and watch it or you will end up dead. Um mm-hmm. where if you listen to it in your car you can listen to it anywhere you want on the mm-hmm. on the treadmill. You don't have to pay attention to a screen. You can do other things.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and you know one of the key things that you said is that it can be any t- piece of time. You know, I love the fact I have this live broadcast of the radio program, and we do have people. You know, quite a few people who listen live, but, you know, maybe it's somebody who, you know, can't listen during the day, you know, so they need to hear it at night or they want to listen on weekends, you know, all of those various things. And that's the really cool thing about a podcast is it is truly on demand.
3: Right. And and some people have, are at the office. I know one of my more diehard fans listens to it at his office. And Mm -hmm. so when there's streaming things going on, like today, they get kind of upset because they can't listen to it because their office blocks that. But because you have a podcast uh-huh. mm-hmm. later, they'll be mm-hmm. able to listen to it whenever they want, and that's the right. key. It's giving people content the way they want it, whenever they want it.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and the the cool thing too is, you know, just like video, if you're listening and you miss something or you want to hear it again, you can just go back and and repeat that part. So, you know, as we're telling people, hey, use Lib. Or use Buzzsprout or something like that. They get what now? What was that? What uh, they can just simply repeat it and listen to it again.
3: Yeah, and I also know that uh, there's people who use the two times button up for podcasts, where they mm-hmm. hit the two times button in and in a 30 minute podcast turns into 15 minutes. Yes, it sounds like Alvin and the Chipmunks, but for mm-hmm. some people, they can they can tolerate that, and so that's right. how they can absorb even more.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it really is the whole way of this give people content that they want to listen to. You know, and, and I was looking to Craig's list of topics and, and he mentioned the fact that, you know, he, he changes stuff around. To me, this is what's cool. So, you know, there, he talks about customer service. He talks about entrepreneurship. He talks about event planning and finance and marketing. But then he's also had a program on bullying, on dating, on food trucks. Now that should be interesting. I need to go back and, and listen to that one. Um, you know, on movies, motivation, networking, paranormal. I think that was your your Halloween broadcast. Pet sitting. You know, and, and the the point of all of this is there's something here for everyone. You know, and and that's what makes it very cool for people is they really do find something there that they like. And and you know, if maybe they don't care about that one, well then they just skip to to the next
3: episode. Yeah, and that's exactly why I I try not to focus on listenership on any particular episode because mm-hmm. it will change from week to week, right. and and it grows from week to week because mm-hmm. you know one week that's pet sitting and the pet sitting one is ex- specifically for the holidays because a lot of people are going to be leaving town and they and they start looking for pet sitters and I don't know what to do to get a pet sitter I've got two dogs but we we put we board them but there are mm-hmm. some people. Who are you know need to know how to find a pet sitter and what to look Mm -hmm. for. So I try to try to do things that I enjoy, that I would be interested in, but also I try to keep it somewhat business related. That food trucks Mm -hmm. episode, I thought it was really cool how a business that does not have a permanent address markets itself. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, how how do you tell the world you're going to be at the Museum of Modern Art Mm -hmm. on Thursdays? When people are used to going to an address and looking you up and going oh they 're going to be at fifteen hundred right. Montrose. Mm-hmm. so the the way they do it, the way they interact with their folks, the way they grow their social media, I thought was still relevant to the world at large, regardless if you own a food truck mm-hmm. uh, if you 're an independent contractor or you know you're you run a crispy cream down the street
2: mm-hmm. right you know, and and I had the uh very similar uh, type of, of guest one time. This was back when I, when I was still in Denver doing the show where I had the Denver cupcake truck uh, come and um, tell us how they told people where they were going to be. What was really fun was they brought me cupcakes, but you that, know, well, that, that, was, that was just one of those perks. But they talked about how they really use social media to promote where they were going to be, to ask for suggestions. You know, all of these things. And it really was something that any business person could do because, you know, maybe they are um, talking about what networking events they're going to be at. Or, you know, if they attend trade shows, what trade show they're going to be at. You know, and and so as as you mentioned, it really is a good example for people. No matter what the topic is, they can probably glean a little bit of information from it.
3: And it's a great way to get a free peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I know. Monster PB&J were the group that I did it and I could have picked the taco truck. I could have picked uh mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. any number of folks that have quality food trucks but I'm like I love Monster PB&J and yeah. they do they make Monster PB&J sandwiches the size of your head and it's right. all organic and it's all mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. So it was also an excuse to uh you know get a free PM, PB&J. Yeah.
2: Oh and and you know the the cupcakes were just fabulous. That was yeah. that was definitely worth me doing the the, the entire program. You know and and I think what's interesting about this for people who are thinking, okay, well, I'm, I have a business and what could I talk about is to realize it doesn't always have to be business. You know, you can tie it back in. You know, we had cupcakes, you had PB and J, but in that we talked about social media and we talked about marketing. So it's easy to get that kind of personal viewpoint in there and still be talking about what your business is.
3: I think it's important to say, as well, is that you can get competitors or people in your industry. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are afraid to talk to anybody else because, oh, we're going to give them free advertising. It's like, well, no, it's your name on the podcast. You're Mm -hmm. talking. But you will be seen as an expert and someone who's on top of the industry because you are getting all of these known folks Mm -hmm. onto your podcast. So all of a sudden, not only do you have some notoriety, but also that gives you credibility because you are Mm -hmm. talking to the people in the know.
2: Right. Right. You know, and, and so for a business owner, it really can probably be daunting for them to think, what the, what the heck? And, and why would anybody even want to listen to me? And my philosophy on that is we work with people we know we like and we trust. And if I hear them speaking, there's just something extra personal about that you know my viewpoint of social media is that that's why we give little snippets and i'm putting that in huge quotes all bold little snippets not tmi folks little snippets of information about us personally because then we decide oh this is a a, a person i want to do business with or somebody that you know i might want to refer to somebody else or maybe I don't want to do business with them, but you know, we're getting those extra little things and podcasts are great because it is almost like you're sitting there talking with them or you're on the phone or you're Skyping with them. Hearing that voice is really what, what helps people connect.
3: Well, think about it. You're, you're beaming directly into their ear holes, into their mm-hmm. brain. Right. You, it really can't get much more intimate than actual physical contact. So you are right there, and you are and they're paying attention. So the talking and listening and and interacting, I think the key thing to, about podcasting is just showing off your personality. Yes, you're giving mm-hmm. them great content, but then they they like you. Mm-hmm. They, they you're funny or you're witty or you're smart or you're, they see that you're caring or you're sensitive. They see all these things that they don't see when they go to your website or mm-hmm. they when they get your brochure or right. even if they talk to you on the phone for five minutes. Mm-hmm. If they listen to you week after week, if they start building, you become their friend. They become someone that you trust and boom. Next thing you know, mm-hmm. you've got a, a, a loyal following of people and a, a network that grows and grows.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and they downloaded it. I mean, that's that's the key is they wanted to hear you. So they're giving you permission to do a little bit of sales. Now, obviously, it depends on what your podcast is. If it's true sales and they know that, then you know, go for it. Don't forget to do that. You know, I've heard podcasts from people where I'm not sure what what it was that they were selling or doing. And I had followed them to get that information, Um, you know. And and so, you know, always make sure you get those little tips and and things in there. But, yeah, it's this whole pull thing. They want that information and they want to hear from you. So give them what they want to hear.
3: And I think blatant selling on podcasts Unless it's an advertisement up front, like something, you can have dedicated spots. Right. Like mm-hmm. at the beginning or at the end, or maybe mm-hmm. you even have a s- certain segment that consistently happens in the middle. But if you're constantly trying to s- kind of, what I call weasel sales into your, mm-hmm. into your talk, you're going to turn people off. So w- this way you can t- give information. You don't have to feel like you have to sell. Cause I know a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of independent business owners, that's the hardest thing is the mm-hmm. selling part. Right. You know, they're really good at delivering a great product or a service. Um, they're good at customer service. They're good at all the back end stuff. It's just getting prospects and closing deals is intimidating. Mm-hmm. This way, they don't have to feel like they're got, they have to be salesy. They can be themselves mm-hmm. and they kind of, it's more of a subtle. It's a long term right. commitment kind of mm-hmm. situation where they mm-hmm. don't have to feel like they got to be a call to action all these time, all the time, every single mm-hmm. time.
2: Right. Well, and, and you mentioned it at the very start that part of why you do the podcast is because you do professional speaking so you know you're not saying hello i'm a professional speaker hire me hire me hire me all the time it's just kind of woven in through this and it's tacitly understood
3: right i rarely promote myself in these in these podcasts because Mm -hmm. you know a it's not my topic so i'm not proving my expertise and getting people going oh if if you talk about negativity and how it's useful for a whole episode we don't do that um what I do is I have another service that I give to a lot of associations where I wrap up conferences. So mm-hmm. what I'll do is I'll interview ahead of time 18 breakout speakers, and then I'll give a, a final wrap-up with mm-hmm. action items. So this is kind of one of those situations where I was able to take the podcast and make it into a business versus having That's a business right. and turning it into a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I really started the podcast to just increase my network and get out of my shell. Professional speakers let people like to think that we're all these wild, outgoing folks, and some of them <laughs> are annoyingly so. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not. If it was up to me, I would be in my little man cave at the house, twenty four seven, if I could find a way for people to send me checks and not have to hey, leave the house. I would do that. that, that. Way. No, oh. it doesn't. So this, al- and I'm not a great networker. So this allowed me and kind of forced me to mm-hmm. interact with folks because it started off with everyone I knew. But right. after a while, you st- I've done 115 episodes. Mm-hmm. After a while, you run out of folks. So it right. forced me to interact and meet new people. And my network has grown and I've gotten a lot of great relationships just because of the podcast. So it's definitely just on that level alone, whether you get a penny from it or not, growing that network and getting to know more people in more industries for me has been the, the key point mm-hmm. for the whole thing.
2: Right. And, and it really is about that networking. Um, because I, you know, I've done the same thing. I've been doing this now for over two years. So I have, you know, quite a, quite a few broadcasts also. But, you know, when I ask other people, who would you like me to have on or who would you introduce me to? That's when it's fun. You know, and, and, you know, I, I mentioned at the start of the program that Gina Carr introduced us. I had gone to her and I said, you know, Gina, I'm looking for some guests and she connected we, me with you know, probably five, seven, very terrific people that to, that I'm going to have on the programs, and that expanded my network. So, you know, that was a very cool way to be able to virtually meet those people.
3: Yeah, and I think that's the, the for me that's the biggest thing is I am one of those introverted folks that happens to do an extroverted job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, doing stand up, you'll meet a lot of stand ups who are very shy, quiet right. folks, and mm-hmm. then they unleash on stage and i 'm somewhat similar I try to mm-hmm. i 've spent the last decade of my life trying to be the same person on stage as off stage, which is very difficult because you don 't want to get into that radio voice all the time <laughs> it's you know cause it'll get really irritating really quick. Mm-hmm. I try to be as authentic as possible, and the podcast really has helped me do that because i I'm, mm-hmm. I'm being me with all these strangers on a weekly basis right
2: you know, and and the the cool thing about a podcast too is it is just audio. So for people who are kind of afraid of getting out of their shell, you know, I'm just sitting here talking to the big blue microphone with, you know, pictures in front of me of, of who I'm talking to. So that kind of helps lessen the tension. Um, you know, I I am just fine doing video also. But for some people, that's a really scary prospect. So just sitting and talking is much better. And I'll tell you, you know, I, I just mentioned the picture it helps to kind of have an image there in front of you when I've done webinars in the past, and you know there's a hundred people, a thousand people and and they're all dead silent I mean you have to have them dead silent otherwise there's there's too much going on. I don't like the feeling of talking off into nothingness, and so I have a little audience in front of me, and that's kind you know I have a couple stuffed animals, I have Barbie you know this is this is always very entertaining when i do webinars but it gives me that face to talk to so you know that might be a tip for people is if they need that kind of uh, support system they can have pictures they can have their cat you know they can have whatever it is that they're actually talking to
3: and that's why my show is an interview show Mm -hmm. i i have a very difficult time just talking to nobody, right. mm-hmm. pictures or not. I mean, because I'm a pretty logical-based person, and so when I see pictures, I know, hey, that's just pictures. So mm-hmm. for me, that doesn't work. It, it works for a lot of people, but, you know, I, I can't imagine the picture, the audience naked because I saw them with clothes on and they weren't that attractive. Right. So taking yeah. their Ugh. clothes off is going to make it worse. So, mm-hmm. what I, you know, I purposely picked the format of my show to be, I had to speak to people, and, and they, mm-hmm. it started off face-to-face. You right. know, I, I, I would go somewhere and meet with them and – Again, that's more and more difficult to do as as you meet more strangers, mm-hmm. um, and and you run out of time. And I travel so much, so I've learned how to Skype and get all that thing, uh, you know, do phone calls with Skype like we're doing now. Right. So those kind of things uh, help you. Uh, you know, ex- you have to think about the format of your show to help you get a better show because with, with the the person I'm working with, the the political person, mm-hmm. um, she can't t- you know she can't do a, a schedule where. We meet every Wednesday and, and right. speak. Mm-hmm. That's impossible. Mm-hmm. So we set up her show as to be like a hotline. Like, ah. and, and she travels a lot. So we use the fact that she's on different phones mm-hmm. as part of the deal. So when she, we call in and we say, we're going to call and get our opinion from the advocacy guru, which is her name. When they, people hear her on the phone, it's not a, a weird noise. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not unusual because she has to be. She, we're, we're calling. We mm-hmm. know the, the right. format is phone. Mm-hmm. Um, my format is face-to-face other people have podcasts where they it is monologues mm-hmm. and they're fantastic some are awful but some are great uh, it depends on what you're comfortable with so think about what you're comfortable with what you like to do what you would prefer to do and try to find a format that fits there is no one format for podcasting which is fantastic um the, some people do audio plays and they've got special effects and noise and and it's Basically, a story they're telling. Other people do just interviews. Other people are just doing monologues. So whatever you feel is best that will work for you and get you the most comfortable is what you should do. So don't fall into that trap of, oh, Mm -hmm. there's got to be a format that everybody's doing.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, and and as I mentioned, make sure you listen to it. You know, say you do have sound effects or something like that. You don't want them overwhelming what you're saying. Uh, You know, this is, I, I always think back to, you know, now neither Craig and I are nearly anywhere old enough to this, but when they did live radio and, you know, that they would make the crack of the bat when they were, you know, talking about a baseball game and the crowd would go, Whoa. you know, if you're going to have those, that's great and it's fun and it adds to it, but don't have them overshadow what you're doing.
3: Right, and and that's part of the audio file part. That's going to be mm-hmm. the technical aspects. Right. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's if you're obviously if you're doing something in that format, you're going to be doing a lot more editing. So you're going to be forced to listen to it anyways because you got to make mm-hmm. sure the timing's all all right and all. Right. That's why I do straight talk interviews. Very little editing. I mm-hmm. just we hit record. We go. Then I will go back and record a two minute to five minute introduction about. Right. Uh, it'll be reflections mm-hmm. about the the topic, mm-hmm. what I feel about the topic. Maybe a couple plugs, you know, where we are mm-hmm. on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Then straight to the interview for 30 minutes. Um, right. So I know that I don't want to sit in front of a computer and edit the whole time. Mm-hmm. I, and I, so it's one of those things. If You you need to know what you're good at. And obviously if you're going to be doing something with special effects and noise all the time, you're you're going to be forced to listen to it mm-hmm. a lot more. And I don't right. want to listen to myself very much. I listen to it <laughs> once. I listen to it actually mm-hmm. twice. I mm-hmm. listen to it to edit it. And then I listen to it at the, when it's all done to make sure it sounds okay. Mm -hmm. And then I post it and then I I don't revisit them very often.
2: No, no. Well, amazingly, you know, we are already at the bottom of the hour. So we're going to uh, take a break and let those promotional people do what they need to be doing. And when we come back, you know, let's. Wrap up talking about podcasting, but then I want to talk about what you do, Craig, because, you know, it's it's interesting to me that you help companies kind of deal with the negativity in their office. You know, we all like to ignore the fact, <coughs> excuse me, that that happens, but it's there and you turn it into positives. And then I also want to talk about, you know, that topic I always talk about, <clears throat> social media. So when we come back, let's talk about all of that and, you know, uh, We will be back in just a couple of moments. I am Deb Creer with Craig Price.
1: Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road.
0: Stimulating talk radio, milehighradio.com. Hi, Chris here from the Urbana Gluten-Free Bakery. Do you get gas, bloating, cramping, or worse when you eat items with wheat, barley, or rye? You may be dealing with celiac, gluten intolerance, or a gluten allergy. Experts estimate that up to 40% of us need to avoid gluten. At Yumbana, we bake the best-tasting gluten-free items, hands down. For two years, I've been perfecting our recipes to be tasty and moist instead of dry and crumbly. We use nothing artificial, and we ELISA test our products to be sure they're truly gluten-free. So no matter if you're a super-sensitive celiac or someone who feels better staying away from gluten, stop tooting your gluten and visit our online store today. Go to YumbanaShop.com. That's Y-U-M-B-A-N-A. S-H-O-P-P-E dot We ship worldwide, and if you live in the Castle Rock area of Colorado, delivery is free. Save 10% when you enter the coupon code MileHighRadio. YumbanaShop.com. This offer is void where prohibited. Resort selections and reservations are subject to availability. This ad is used for the purpose of soliciting the sale of timeshare interests.
2: If you've got two hours to spare, we've got a world of fun to share. Take your family on a magnificent four-day, three-night vacation to either Orlando or Las Vegas. Valued at more than $700, you page us $159 total. Yes, just $159 for four days and three nights. Diamond Resorts International is making this special offer just so you can experience our brilliant Diamond Class accommodations. It's not just a standard hotel room, but a spacious suite. Discover Diamond Resorts International with an informative presentation of What makes our famous vacation ownership accommodations such amazing vacations? Call right now to see if you qualify for this amazing vacation and a $100 Visa gift card and to hear additional restrictions and details. Call 800 542 9072. That's 800 542 9072. And we are back. I am Deb Creer, and with me today is Craig Price. So, before we go any further, Craig, tell people how they connect with you online.
3: Well, you can find me on Twitter at Price underscore Points. Um, I also have a Twitter account for the podcast, which is re- at Reality Check Pod. Uh, I'm on Facebook uh, as on on uh, uh, professional speaker Craig Price, also as Reality Check Podcast. So, there's different ways, uh, you know. I'm not a big social media guru myself, so I'm probably using it incorrectly, but I try my best.
2: Well, you know, from what I've seen, you've you've been doing it fabulously. Except <clears throat> now, Craig, I looked back through your posts from yesterday, and you don't like my boy Peyton. What oh no, the I don't. Heck,
3: <laughs> I do not. I I can't stand him. He's got that Peyton face. I think I posted a picture of his I know Peyton you face. did
2: you did and and we're very lucky that the station didn't just disconnect you because you know the the station owner is a huge Broncos fan, but you know we'll we'll forgive you you know and and it's funny because that is kind of one of the things that I tell people when they 're using social media is we still have to be authentic to ourselves, and when we try to not be that person for the sake of Business or you know maybe you're just using it for personal use and and you know it's it's kind of like the dating service where you know the the five foot two hundred and and twelve pound man posts the picture of the six foot two two hundred and fifty pound buff guy and says that him you know we have to be authentic on social media and you know it's it's all about letting people kind of know a little bit about you
3: yeah and i i I'm also the realist, that's my brand, and so mm-hmm. to be anything but realistic, honest, and authentic, mm-hmm. it goes against the grain, so my whole life is pretty much I have to be as honest and open. Not I don't have to be as open, but I have to be as honest as I can be. Mm-hmm. Um, right. you know There's some things I don't want to share with folks, and I, so I don't, but I don't post something that's not true or is a the best version of me. Mm-hmm. I try to just right. make it me. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and I think that's where people do get tripped up on social media is they either overcompensate, you know, they think that they have to tell us so much that, you know, there, there are people that I follow and I'm thinking in their world, they have more than 24 hours in a day because they they do so much and they, they talk about all of this. And so then my first instinct is, well, do I really want to know that person? And I certainly question whether I want, would want to do business with them or refer business to them, you know, and then you also have the over sharers, you know, the people who, you know, every day is a pity party on social media for them, or, you know, the, the world is not right, or they're going to post that they absolutely hate whatever that other political party is, you know, and, and all of those things. So to me, it's, it's kind of about having that happy medium.
3: I try to get the happy medium, but I'm also, you know, I have, s- my Facebook page is for me.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and so it's my oasis. It's closed. It's, it's not open to everybody. And I know that you could, there's still people can still see quite a bit. In fact, my wife will remind me every couple of months, I will post something and then I'll, I'll, within a minute or two, I will get a text saying, you need to take that down. <laughs> um, and, and, or you need to, you mean it might need to rephrase that because mm-hmm. that, that kind of irritated me and I love you. So it's one of those things where it's like, oh, well, if my wife is getting irritated, yeah. which is not uncommon, but if she's getting so irritated, she needs to tell me that it might upset other people. I take it down, but uh, most of the time it's really just me being goofy. Uh, I'm Mm -hmm. traveling, some pictures, and then every once in a while I'll have relevant information, but Mm -hmm. like I said, I don't use it that that well. I use it more to to vent or to uh, Mm -hmm. interact with folks, Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily to sell myself or my services.
2: Well, and I think that is the key is, you know, why you're using it and how you're using it. And that's where I see people trip up is, you know, they think that they are promoting their business and they're putting too much information out there or you know they're in the job market and they're complaining about all sorts of of things you know about their current employer or their previous employers you know i've seen students lose college scholarships because of what they've posted and so that i think more than anything the key is just realize what you're doing there why you're there and you know that sometimes the spouse might say <clears throat> excuse me <laughs>
3: Well, Google actually put a thing in where it's like it's called uh, Google Glasses. It's not Google Glass. It's Google Glasses, right. like like mm-hmm. beer goggles. It was mm-hmm. what they do is it it stops you from putting posts up in the middle of the night because you may be drunk and putting up mm-hmm. weird posts. Right. They should have that just in general, where mm-hmm. you know, are you sure button? Because yes. many times, just like we just said, you should listen to your podcast before you know before you post it and and continually get the quality. Maybe you should reread some of your posts before you hit hit send because. Mm-hmm. I've deleted several things there's some, some of my finest stuff is in the is in the trash bin because <laughs> I read it and went that's going to irritate fifty percent mm-hmm. of the people right. and and it's, it's not necessary
2: right you know, and and there are definitely times where people want to irritate, you know whether it's a business post and you know they're they're now you know you should never trash your competition, but you know there are certainly ways to to do things. That will generate conversations. But again, you have to be very careful as to what that fine line is and don't cross it.
3: Yeah. And I have, I have an, I have a tendency to sometimes trash my entire industry. Um, (laughs) I'm not a big fan of motivational speakers. I'm not a big rah, rah, you can do anything Mm -hmm. type of person. Right. And so when people start posting innocuous and inane, dumb posts that don't make any sense except anybody who's willing to, who's desperate for hope, Mm -hmm. then uh, I usually make a comment. And well, and usually I make a comment that's well enough where it doesn't really offend but it right, definitely gets right. my point across and so they know where I'm standing on mm-hmm.
2: it. You know, and that's where you're coming from with being realistic. I mean, you know, if if all I had to do was sit here and go um, um and think nice pretty thoughts and make a bazillion dollars, I would do that. But, you know, you're you're talking to people about how to realistically meet their goals. So Give us some tips and things. You know, what, if, if you're going to a company where maybe they've, it's an industry that's down right now. You know, maybe, okay, I'll just randomly pick like oil and gas. You know, it, it's been expensive. You know, people are complaining about it. What do you tell businesses like that?
3: Well, the great thing about oil and gas is as far as money's concerned, they're never in a down economy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we they always could go have the lower, for... but <laughs> uh, with oil and gas, I actually speak to oil and gas and then next week I'll be speaking to an oil and gas company. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of um safety talks for oil and gas because my whole my whole thing is about negative thinking and how negative thinking, thinking that things could go wrong and thinking right. not necessarily of the sunshine but of the rain mm-hmm. is is useful. And I talk about it in a safety way as being afraid of not being afraid. Mm-hmm. If you are constantly uh, thinking things are going to be okay and there's, we're not going to get hurt and, and complacency will sit in.
0: Mm-hmm. And when complacency right.
3: happens, that's when it, accidents happen right. and that's mm-hmm. when people get hurt or people die. So I actually tell people that you want to embrace some of that fear, not the, not the stopping you cold, I can't move forward kind of fear, but mm-hmm. the, oh, my God, I could die here. Yes, you could, and you should be well aware of that fact. Right. Don't try to suppress it and think, oh, nothing's going to happen. Think about the things that could happen, mm-hmm. and you'll most likely avoid them. I think this concept of, well, if you think about it, it will happen is not true because that's what being proactive and being mm-hmm. aware of your surroundings is all about, is right. looking at the problems, facing them, and understanding what, what they could be.
2: Well, and we do that every day. You, know, you get in your car, and you think, I shouldn't run that red light because that big truck will hit me. You know, now you could still choose to run the red light, but you have thought through those ramifications. And I think that's sometimes where businesses really get caught up is, you know, that it's it's one extreme or the other. You know, we have such a fabulous product. People are going to buy it from us and they forget that, you know, things could go wrong and that they need marketing, you know, and all those various things. Or it's the, oh, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. And it's the analysis by paralysis type of thing.
3: Yeah, and, and, and also you have to remember, not everybody wants your product or service. Mm-hmm. I know you may have a great product and service, and you may think everybody wants it. Right. But I know I don't right now. I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure whatever anybody's going to sell me today, I'm not going to buy because I'm not, I don't, I don't need anything today. Mm-hmm. Um, and convincing me otherwise is going to be, probably just irritate me to some degree.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So, not necessarily thinking about what do people want but it's what is stopping people from buying my product what right. obstacles are in my way mm-hmm. and then you can find a plan to go around those obstacles mm-hmm. or prepare for those obstacles if you know that 2 years from now the you're you're going to have a down cycle in your business you can start preparing now
0: mm-hmm. instead of
3: thinking oh it's just going to be great and 2 years that down cycle won't happen right. it's all about embracing the fact that some people naturally think negatively versus Some people naturally always look at the bright side Mm -hmm. and using those folks um, to the best of their ability. The the overall theme is basically using people's natural thoughts the way they use them best. So if you have a Mm -hmm. negative thinker, you Mm -hmm. want to find a way to use that properly. Just like Mm -hmm. if you have a positive thinker, you want to try to find a way to use them properly.
2: Mm -hmm. Right, because the negative thinker, you know, now there are some people that, that, you know, they're just always EORs and it doesn't really matter. But you know well, they need therapy those... that's different yeah, yeah, those that's people it. need
3: yeah. a team of scientists round the clock you know taking chemistry uh, blood chemistry and mm-hmm. all that stuff there are people who are like that but they have mental issues that they right, need to get addressed right. not the regular folks who are mm-hmm. just kind of always have a tendency to look on the negative versus the fatalistic folks that we right. always think about
2: and and those type of people are the ones that they they see that something could go wrong you know it's the the, the software programmer who thinks you know if this and this and this happen it, it you know might not happen but if it does here's what's going to happen um you know many years ago i worked for a company that designed computer software and we designed it for the government so you know this was was a pretty high level now i, I was the office manager i am as far from a Programmer as could be, but I was always their tester because if I could break it, anybody could break it. Um, you know, and and so it's it's kind of that same thought process. The negative person sees those things that could happen, but then you figure out how to either stop it from happening, from happening, or what you're going to do
3: if and when it does happen. And software is perfect for that because what you want is you can have all the bad ideas you want. In fact, it, it, before a project comes out sit down and talk about all your dreams and hopes and get all the good stuff out and -hmm. and get it out on paper, even the bad ideas that may go wrong. And then what I recommend doing is what we call a pre-autopsy. You know, usually you have an autopsy Mm -hmm. after something goes wrong. If You do it ahead of time because people fall in love with their ideas. Uh, It's just like your children. Whenever I meet parents, every single baby they have, everyone tells me how beautiful and talented their child is. And then you walk over to the crib and you go, "Who? oh, good lord.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, okay.
3: And you I'm sure it's very talented because th- it's not beautiful. Um there are not they, when, so there are babies in the world that are not beautiful. Now, as a parent, I wouldn't recommend telling your kids they're not pretty and oh, beautiful. No. Mm-hmm. But in business, you need to be open to be able to a listen to people say, Hey, your baby's ugly, and this is why. Mm-hmm. And you have to have an environment where people will tell you. That your baby is ugly. Right. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, those bad ideas that we all talked about can get implemented and it turns into a mistake. And mm-hmm. when mistakes happen, we lose time, we lose money. Like when we were talking about oil and gas earlier, you can lose lives. So right. mm-hmm. it's okay to do that beforehand. Now, once mm-hmm. you get committed and you move forward, now we want to try to look at progress. What are we doing right mm-hmm. and still mm-hmm. keeping track at a lesser degree of what's going wrong? because you want to be able to make sure that if there are obstacles coming up, we can avoid them, but also you want to be aware of problems so when they do happen, you're not caught off guard.
2: Right. I always want to be looking for feedback. One of the things that business owners frequently tell me is they don't want to be on social media because what if somebody says something bad? And I tell them, you know what, if there's something that's being – they're already saying it, it's better to be part of that conversation and try to fix rather than – ostrich who is just playing hidehead in the sand of her back again.
3: Yeah, and when you're talking about social media, that's a that's a little more uglier beast because mm-hmm. thanks to the an- anonymity, people will just voice stuff because they're they can. Um right. they would never walk like I said, no one would actually walk up to a human being and go, Your baby is ugly, because then someone would punch them. Mm-hmm. Um, or you would feel bad doing that. Which but on the internet you can feel free to I always say that On the Internet, you want to get an idea of the general feel of Mm -hmm. folks. Now, because most of it's going to be negative, go to YouTube and look at any video, no matter how Mm -hmm. much you love it. Right. There's going to be a hundred horribly racist, derogatory Mm -hmm. comments that have nothing to do with it because the people are able to vent. Mm -hmm. But every once in a while, you'll see actual valid criticism. So you need to be able to identify good criticism versus just the the noise that is the Internet.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and it is about you know, going through all of that information and, and gleaning what you need to out of it. Because there are, as you mentioned, there are some people who are just going to post something to be able to post something. Um, you know, and, and ignore those. You know, I, somebody the other day was very upset about something that had been posted. And I basically said, you know what, pull up your big girl pants and ignore it. And they looked at me and they went, I don't have to fix it. I said, no. You can't fix everything, and that person is just one of those people who likes to make other people miserable.
3: Yeah, and I tell people there's three L's. Listen, look up, and learn. So you listen,
0: mm-hmm. and
3: most of it's like I said, is mindless chatter of, of crazy monkeys that are screaming and throwing feces. Mm-hmm. And then there is, every occasion, there's going to be a piece in there that may be of value. Mm-hmm. So that, that's when you look up. So you, all of a sudden, there's a, then this looks like an actual issue. Right. You look it up. You find out if it's valid or not. And if it is, you try to correct it. If it's not, you can just move on mm-hmm. and then learn from it. You know, is this person pointing out something that's useful? Because I think a lot of complainers, especially in the office in person, I mm-hmm. think a lot of complainers get glossed over and ignored because right. their mm-hmm. delivery system's off. Mm-hmm. So they may bring it up in an abrupt, blunt gruff way, mm-hmm. but their actual message is very valuable. So don't disregard the message because you don't like the messenger.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and you need to be able to let them say that, you know, part of the reason why they end up being blunt and, and, you know, inappropriate is because there wasn't a good avenue for them to be able to say, Hey, you know, we need to think about this. This might not work Way, you know, whether they thought they were going to lose their job, or you know, you you don't want to tell the waitress the service is bad or the food is bad because those are the people serving you your
3: food, you know. Yeah, um, guaranteed to get spit on if you say anything.
2: Right, right, you know, and and so you have to have those good venues, and whether it's you know social media or the suggestion box or just the fact that you know people know that they can come in and tell you this process isn't working very well, that I think is is what's very important for companies, and it's it's great to. That is what you talk about, and it's not Pollyanna. Pollyanna.
3: No, no. I, I again, I, I do have a tendency of uh, derailing my own industry at times. <laughs> um, some of the, some of the self help stuff is too easy mm-hmm. because that's what they do is they they market the easiest thing to right. do mm-hmm. because people will buy that. Now will they mm-hmm. do it and will it work? We don't care. You bought the book. We're moving on to the next guy who's mm-hmm. going to buy a book. Yeah. You know, for me, it's more. I had to sit through those a lot. I, I was sent as a manager. I was sent on these retreats and not, at these co- conferences, and had to suffer through a lot of these motivational things. And so, when I had the opportunity to start speaking, I said, "I'm not going to do that." Mm-hmm. And, and and it's been a tough road to hoe. I, I but I knew that at going in, right? Because uh, I'm very counterintuitive. I'm very nontraditional. Mm-hmm. So to but once I get in, people start realizing, oh, he's making sense because I'm mm-hmm. not doing it in that in-your-face angry way. Uh, right. I get a little snippy. And and I, but that's who I am. I'm a little snippy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I, but I do it in a way that is a, it's. They know where it's coming from. Right. I, it's. I always find it funny when people get upset with sarcasm. Is usually the people who are not very good at it. So, <laughs> so the ones that know sarcasm is the lowest form of humor, and that's probably mm-hmm. because you're awful at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know people know intent when they hear it in your voice, and mm-hmm. so if if the sarcasm comes from a place where they know where it's coming from very rarely is it is it taken the wrong way. You, right. I mean you just mm-hmm. can't jump on stage and start attacking folks.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But if you know where it's coming from, people will be much more accepting of any sarcasm or uh what I call a negative the negative comments because mm-hmm. they know you're you're doing it from a place of caring. You want them to do well right. and you want mm-hmm. them to succeed and they need to know this stuff. And I kind of do it in my my own unique sarcastic snarky way. <laughs>
2: Well, but it gets the point across, you know, and, and I'm like you, I've been to some of those, what I call kumbaya type of, of speakers. I won't, you know, and I come out of there going, Ugh, you know, and, and I'm amazed because I look around and there are all these people that are like, Ooh, this is the greatest thing in the world. But to me, it's not realistic. Yeah. You know? I realize I have to work hard for what I'm doing and I can't just wish it to be, you know, I listened to the secret, you know, that was one of those up and coming, you know, very popular things. And, and I, and, you know, I know so many people, that's one of those examples of, you know, where people bought into that. And it was, you know, if I think about it, if I will it, it will become that. Well, you know, if that worked, we would all be driving Mercedes Benz and living in big mansions and, you know, be be fabulously wealthy and not overweight and you know all that. it it takes hard work to be able to do all of that and it does take recognizing that negatives
3: and, and that's what i talk about when i when i say i'm a negative thinker i explain it in two ways a positive thinker is someone who thinks most things will work out on their own mm-hmm. it because they're they think things are happy and that it's oh it's going to work out right. now they accept the fact that there may be problems but they think most things will work out mm-hmm. a negative thinker like myself thinks most things will probably go to hell if i don't pay attention and so I have uh-huh. to be a little bit more proactive. That's mm-hmm. all. It's My brain won't allow me to relax and let things happen because I've seen, I've done that before and it's burst the flames. Mm-hmm. So I have to be slightly more proactive or a lot more proactive. And that's mm-hmm. where people who worry a little bit, uh, you know, if you worry about things you can't control, that's bad. But if you worry about things that you could have some control over, now it's just preparing. And so I, I always get that, you know, my mom was a big worrier, but she did that because she got us out of a lot of trouble. She, she avoided a lot of things that she had done wrong in her life. So she knows that her worry is about things that she can control.
2: Right. Right. Well, let's kind of wrap this up by tying all of this back in together, you know, for the, for the people who are thinking about doing a podcast, they have to be realistic about it. So what do you tell people who, you know, it's, it's business owner X, you know, he's, he sells a product. It's a great little product. And he's thinking, "Eh, maybe I should get into podcasting. What do you tell him? What advice do you give him?
3: Two things. Number one, it is not a short-term gain. It is what I call the long con, which Mm -hmm. is a nice way of saying it has to be a long-term, down-the-road, over-time situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you think it's, it's like a Google ad where you post an ad and you get a response, it doesn't work that way. Right, so you need to make sure you understand going in. Don't worry about listenership until further down the road. Mm-hmm. Get good at what you're doing, and then number two, the second most important thing is be consistent. Definitely, if you have a podcast on Tuesdays at 7 a.m., like I do, mm-hmm. every Tuesday at 7 a.m., have it ready for folks. Doesn't mean they're going to listen to it at that time, but they have they have to have know that you're going to be there week after week mm-hmm. because there's mm-hmm. nothing more irritating than finding a podcast that you like. You hear two or three episodes, and then you have to wait a month or mm-hmm. six months sometimes with certain folks to get another one. Then they just forget about you, and you move on, and everything mm-hmm. you've done with your podcast is for naught. So, right. so don't get too excited about uh, expectations, temper some expectations, and um, be consistent. Those are the mm-hmm. two. Well,
2: and you know, I'm lucky because I'm forced to be consistent um, because this is a live radio program. But everybody else can you – know, you can pretend that that's what – you know, and as you said, it's Tuesday morning, seven a.m. For somebody else, maybe it's Wednesday, ten p.m. Whatever, set up your time and do it. Uh, you know, and and my, I really do think weekly is something that people need to think about. It will be a little difficult at first. You know, everything is. Nobody starts. With an absolute perfect thing. And if you do, you're not going to be able to repeat that. You know, that was kind of a fluke that it came out good the first time, but make sure that it is that consistent thing. You know, I have people who, you know, they, they tell me that, you know, just like we used to have TV programs and we still have TV programs to some degree, you know, DVR changed things a bit, but we have to sit down and we have to watch it. You know, they wait for your podcast to come out because it's great information. And, you know, we have the attention span. If I look once and it's not there, I might go back twice, three times, uh uh-uh. If you're not there when I expect you to be there, I'm gone.
3: Well, that's why I love podcasts because I can stockpile them. Mm -hmm. I can do five or ten at a conference. Mm -hmm. Um, If I know there's going to be a lot of people, I do a lot of them at the National Speakers Association Conference. So so I'll stockpile ten of them, and that means I have ten weeks in advance. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to worry about being there at Tuesday at 7 a.m. I travel a lot, so I can – Pre-pro, I can set it up like a blog and have it mm-hmm. come out at seven a.m. Yep. and I could still be in, mm-hmm. I could be in an airport. So right. it, this whole you have to be there at uh, every week, not necessarily in your circumstance. Well, it has you has to you've be gotta there.
2: be there. Mm-hmm. But the, the podcast needs to be there, and and you're right. right. You know, it might be somebody who's interviewing their salespeople, so they have all. T- Of them in a room, hello, that gives you 10 different interviews, you know, or your best clients, or you're at a trade show. You know, it it really is something where you can schedule it at different times as long as it is broadcast
3: at a specific time. Absolutely.
2: Great. Well, Craig, this has been absolutely fabulous. One last time, tell people how to reach you.
3: Uh, You can go to the website for the podcast, realitycheckpodcast.com. You can email me, Craig at speakercraigprice.com. And, of course, you can find me for speaking engagements at speakercraigprice.com.
2: Perfect, perfect. Well, thank you again, and we will definitely have to thank Gina for uh, the virtual introduction because this has been fabulous. I look forward to following your podcasts and making sure that I catch them all the time because I think it's going to be fun that they vary on topics. I think that's going to be very interesting. So I will be doing that. Everyone, enjoy your day. Have an absolutely fabulous fall. If it's a little chilly our bundle up. If it's warm, don't tell us because it's chilly where we are and we don't know. So have a great day. Craig, again, thank you. And until next time, everyone connect with me, debcareer.com, D-E-B-K-R-I-E-R and be sure to connect with Craig also.
1: Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and